Knox TN, Knox TN, Knox TN, Knox TN, Knox TN, Knox TN. Welcome to Knoxon on Knoxville's Door, a podcast where two Knoxville boys talk about all things Knoxville in East Tennessee and share a few laughs. My name is Trey Townsend. And my name is Grant Howard. And we are coming to you live from the tip of the sun sphere. And Trey, I got to say, this mm. money that we're getting from our internship program, it has been excellent. We've actually been able to increase the ceiling's height by a total of six inches. We're actually able to sit up in our chairs now. It's been great. Yeah, what they did is they shaved down the glass off the sun sphere. So it's still the same height. The sphere isn't. It doesn't have a hole in it. It's just thinner on top. Yeah, just a little thinner. So because I don't yeah. know if you guys know this, the glass is twelve inches thick at its thinnest point. It's kind of like an eggshell. Like an egg is naturally thinner in some points. We happen to be in the thinnest mm. point now. It's shaved down. Yeah. So they came in and they just kind of like off. Yep. So we could sit up properly, and here we are. Uh, I just, you know, before we get started, I just want to see, like, how are you doing? You doing okay? Doing all right, Trey. How are you doing? You know, I, um, a little sleep deprived. That's good. Um, I was taking a shower okay. before I came over. cried a little bit here. in there? Well, worse. I'm wow, in the worse. shower and I got this massive nosebleed. Oh, yeah, it's definitely worse than crying in the shower. I stopped it once and then it started again. The shower? Yeah, yeah, and then it came back on, and then my oh, nose started bleeding that would freak again. Me out. Could you imagine that? <laughs> but you know, I'm here. Uh-huh. I got a wild cherry Pepsi. That's great. I feel like this is probably what Peyton Manning felt like, um, you know, playing with an injured neck in the Super Bowl when he won with the Broncos. You think so? That's the only way I can relate it to anything. Hmm. The only way I can relate this to anything is that. Pepsi, the local bottling company, also the owner of the Mountain Dew brand, a Tennessee original soda. Just saying. Oh. Uh, Wild Cherry Pepsi is actually the uh, official sponsor, official soda sponsor of the Sun Sphere. That's right. It is of the Sun Sphere. And as everyone knows, we are also sponsored by Petro's Chili Chips and Cheese. And we were looking forward to simulcasting the Petro Chili Cheese Bowl Pro Bowl Championship. In the future. Not anytime soon, but we're working on that. We're working on that to get that worked out. Right, 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 right. Well, uh, speaking of Peyton Manning, I think it's time for us to play another little game of... Uh... I'm going to drink a lot of beer tonight, Jim. Budweiser. What? Was that Peyton himself, Trey? That was Peyton himself. It's time for Standing Manning. Standing Manning. Standing Manning. Standing Manning. You know, when I think of Peyton Manning, you know what I think, Trey? What do you think of? I think Knoxville's Tony Dungy. See, you've said Knoxville's Philip Fulmer. You yep. said Knoxville's Tony Dungy. Yep. Joan of Arc. Yep. So, what is Philip Fulmer? If if Peyton Manning is Knoxville Philip Fulmer, what is Philip Fulmer to Knoxville? I think Philip Fulmer is a very marketable person, mm-hmm. as based on uh, the signs I see around town that say, I trust company, and that's it, and it's just a picture of Phil on a billboard. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that, because I saw, like, two days ago, I saw some commercial, I can't remember what it was for, where they had gotten, I'm sure they paid Philip Fulmer, like, 50 grand or something yeah. to sit down for 20 minutes, and he was just, like, not even looking in the camera, like, just looking, obviously reading like the most uninspired like 
pitch for this company I've ever seen. <laughs> so I, I have a similar experience. I walked into the Hyatt on Gay Streets, the new hotel there. It's really nice, and they have a Starbucks in their lobby. I go in there and like I do that every. I go in there, but as as one is wont to do when you're a millennial and you want a latte in the morning, you go to the sure. local non-commercialized Starbucks and get sure. a nice handmade cup of Joe. So I go in there and I see the hostess and, I was, and there's a huge crowd, seven in the morning, and there's like two hundred people in the ballroom in the back. And I'm like, oh, what's going on? You guys have like a convention here or something? And I'm like, you know, the university's here. I was like, maybe like it's a big like uh, seminar on something. And they were like, oh, yeah, Philip Fulmer's here, and it's a fundraiser for the football program. <laughs> and I was like, awesome. So, you know, there's probably like, you know, a couple hundred million dollars worth of people back there. So, yeah, I was like, oh, wow, seven in the morning. Priorities. One more quick, uh, we'll get to standing maining. Just oh, yeah, right. we're getting quick. right into it. This is standing maining, by the way. <laughs> this is somewhat related. So uh, when I was working at a movie theater, um, this in the middle of the day, it's like in the middle of the summer, this guy comes in and he's wearing like a UT polo. And it's a he, solid looking Knoxville, by the way. And he's like, give me like five water bottles. Oh no. And he buys five water bottles. You know, they're like five or six bucks at yeah. the movie theater. Oh, <laughs> it's like a gas station right now. Yeah. And so he spends like 25 bucks or something. And he's like, yeah, you guys are really saving us. We got coach Butch Jones across the street filming a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Like he was name dropping, and like I only drink <laughs> bottled water from local movie theaters. And no, like no one cares. <laughs> like, the worst no is like the not the market at all to <laughs> right. be name dropping, like a, like an art theater. It's like yeah, Coach Butch Jones, Knoxville, Knoxville's original mason and bricklayer. Right. Yeah. Brick by brick. Brick by brick. That's how he's building his mansion. Now. That's how he built his bridge to get right the fuck out of here when he got fired. <laughs> So, Standing Manning. Standing Manning. This is a little game we play where we look back at the highlights of Peyton Manning's illustrious career. I was going to say illustrious, Trey. Well, I, was I say illustrious these... every time, so that's probably why you're going to say oh, it. Except I, I think the last time I couldn't pronounce it and I kept messing it up. Oh. But his illustrious career, two-time Super Bowl winner. Two-time Super Bowl winner. And we also we look at what was going on in the world at the time that... Peyton was achieving these great accomplishments and try to dig into Peyton's big old brain because he's got an enormous noggin. Yeah, even bigger than mine. And mine, which is saying something. That's quite a. What size hat do you think he wears? He wears? Yeah. At least a 12. Right. Yeah. I think I wear like 11 three quarters. Yeah. I think I'm like 11 and a half. Yeah. So. Yeah. Today's career highlight. On Standing Manning happened on December 6, 1997. When Mr. December, I would have been five years old. I also would have been five years old. Oh, wait, continue. Continue. Do you remember what was going on when you were five years old? When I was five years old? Mm -hmm. What Um, pet did you have at five years old? I had Dixie Darling, the Black Lab, Mm -hmm. and Cassie, the Blind Schnauzer. We've gone over this. Okay, cool. So. December 6, 1997, Peyton Manning in the SEC championship game against Auburn. He leads the University of Tennessee Volunteers on a massive comeback, and they win 30-29 to to capture the SEC championship. Let's go Vols. He was named MVP of the game. Okay. It was his senior year. Uh, this would have been one of, the, one of the last games he played for UT. Was that right? Who cares? Yeah, it was a senior year. 
I was thinking. Yes, Trey, it was his senior I'll, year. I'll be honest. I know I, with authority <laughs> it was his senior year. Well, I'll year. be honest. I was thinking when I was looking up stuff for this, I was thinking that he won the national championship, even though I should. I clearly remember that T. Martin was yeah, the quarterback. Yeah, you're correct. Yes, that's right. But in my mind, they both played in the national championship game and won. They both won one. <laughs> Somehow Peyton They Manning. both had their hand on the ball for the winning <laughs> like touchdown. They were rotating out yeah. or something. And then I was like, oh, yeah, Peyton Manning was he was in the NFL making, he was making cheddar money. Making cheddar ball money. Yeah. So also, this is what else was going on in 1997, December 1997. Titanic is about to become a huge blockbuster hit. Yes. It premiered at uh, film festivals in November. And then later that month, on November 18th, 1997, the soundtrack, Titanic, music from the motion picture, was released. It went on to sell over 30 million copies, making it one of the best-selling albums of all time. And Celine Dion's hit song... Is that the one that's like, you're here? Yeah, My Heart Will Go oh, On. such a good song. It was a massive hit. It won a Golden Globe and Academy Award for Best Song. Mm. This Wild Cherry Pepsi is killing me, by the way. Is it, is it a little bit of heartburn? <laughs> no, just like, um, oh. I think you need to drink more of it. That's probably. Maybe put some rum in it. <laughs> we have a nice liquor cabinet up here in the top of the Sun Sphere. Yes, the uh, Primo. It was worth the uh, extra $2,500 a month to rent the space to put the liquor cabinet. Yeah, so we're not, you know, they told us that if we do any more, that the rent's going to go up. Yep. So we're paying five grand an episode. Five grand an episode. They said, if you come back, it'll be 7500 Yeah. We're like, but, I mean, it's so good, though. It's so good. Like you we, know what? I've remortgaged my house. I think this is worth it. Right. I and think I've, it's worth it. I've taken out some massive loans you've gone back to school so you can get more student loan debt right. to pay I w- for this i re-enrolled yes into ut you went humanities again yes oh, just uh, like i would just because i didn't learn yeah. my lesson the first time and i took private loans out yep. totaling one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. One hundred and seventy-five thousand. Yeah. trey that's the exact number i got wow we're set we're wow. I, I figure we'll make our money back after about the third internship right. going in so and we're we're having, you know, the interns are helping because we've got two interns now. We've got two, two interns. So that's they've given us $20,000 yes. combined. 10000 each is correct. And, so you know, the, one of them hasn't, hasn't been here yet for an episode. But yeah. the other one um, listened through headphones. Directly underneath us. Under, on the floor beneath we, us. We drilled a hole straight through Another floor. episode. And yep. they, they said they learned a couple things. They learned a lot about Knoxville. Yeah. <laughs> they learned a couple things. But back to Standing Manning, the reason we're here. <laughs> um, the big question is, what do we think Peyton Manning thought about the award-winning soundtrack for Titanic, music from the motion picture? All right. First of all, okay. do we think Peyton saw Titanic in theaters? Well, Trey, as I am someone who is a a disciple of Peyton Manning. I myself have not seen it. And because my That's life is so close to amazing. Peyton Manning, <laughs> I would assume Peyton Manning himself has not seen it. But also another hot take. I know for sure that Peyton Manning is more of an Inya man. So, um, based entirely you know, upon, I don't think Inya actually did the what? soundtrack. It, they got I thought someone... she was on this. I thought she had a song. 
she might have because I was reading, and they like got someone to sound like Inya, but it really, wasn't, yeah, it wasn't her. Yeah, yeah. You're kidding me. I'm pretty sure. Are you serious? I'm not gonna look it up because, but yeah, I'm pretty sure I was reading about it. Um, oh my god, my whole life's a lie. Here's here's my theory. I think that Peyton Manning almost assuredly saw Titanic in the theaters. You think so? You think private screening? Maybe. Pro- probably more like this. Probably he's, you know, everyone's seeing the movie. You know, maybe he has, like, a girlfriend on the at the time who's like, ooh, this guy's going to make a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. When he gets drafted. I bet you he's going to buy me a large popcorn and Coke. Or what I know about Peyton Manning, he probably was, like, had heard that there was, like, some nudity and was like, well, I guess I'll see it or something like that. And everyone's seeing it. Yeah. He's like, yeah, this is a chick flick, but you know, whatever. So I think he saw it. Um, he probably, you haven't seen the movie, which is amazing. <laughs> I have not seen the movie, but it's so much of a meme. I feel like I know what happens. I'm trying to think which part boat sinks, right? I'm not spoiling anything. What? I'm not spoiling anything. Well, clearly something happened to it because we have half of it up there in Pigeon Forge, so. <laughs> right. Uh, so I'm trying to think what he would have thought of the movie. Um, I think he he doesn't seem like a romantic guy to me. You don't think so? No. A little bit of that southern charm he's got. He's like, oh, yeah. Is that southern charm? I don't know what Just, that is. <laughs> a lot of beer. <laughs> I'm from New Orleans. Oh, gosh. What is he? Is he a speaking horse? What was that? Yours was worse. Mine was definitely worse. I think mine was almost like a horrible impression of uh, JFK and Bill Clinton combined. It was really bad. My daddy played football. (laughs) I do, too. Well, I just want to say that my daddy played football, and I'm going to, too. (laughs) My brother does, and we pass the football around. Do you think he's, like, kind of mad that Eli has beat Brady more than him? How do you know that stat? Because I, it's a meme. Okay, so once again, I don't actually know anything about sports. I just know things that are memes. Like, there's that comparison meme where it's like, this is the pinnacle of NFL athleticism in a quarterback position. This is boring me. And it's Eli Manning with a Mm. mad dad bod with Mm. a pail of sand on the beach just looking fat. It's great. If you look at, I know that if you look at their, um, like, stats. Physiques? Oh. Eli Manning is like not even close no. to Peyton Manning, but he's won just as many Super hey Bowls. Man, fake it beat. till you make it. That's all I got to say. <laughs> it works for him. It can work for all of us. So let's get, let's, let's keep digging in. So right. what do we think? Oh, specifically, Peyton Manning, my heart will go on. Does he like the song? Hmm. What kind of music do you think Peyton Manning listens to? I think he's in 1997. 1997? For sure. A lot of Alan Jackson. I think he's popping in Garth Brooks. For sure some Garth Brooks. Some, uh, uh, maybe like, I could see him even like, maybe some like Metallica or some shit. Oh, probably. He probably just is like, Battery! Just probably just, that's the only song he listens to. Wait, what? Battery by Metallica. I don't know. I just know Inter Sandman. That's what the boundary, the battery. That's how it goes. That's the whole song. He probably, maybe like, Guilty pleasure likes my heart will go on, but he's never going to admit it. You know what? In the highly masculine culture, of no, but for sure, like they SEC had. But football. think about this: they had Walkmans back then, right? Did, was there an iPod? Was the iPod? It wasn't out. No, no. what? God. When did the iPod 19, come out? Like in the like, well, like two, early mid two thousands, probably right. Maybe a little earlier. All right, this is what I think. 
He's not even going to have this actual Titanic music from the motion picture. He's going to have a friend burn him a copy of this, so it's an unmarked CD. <laughs> and it He's says, gonna, like, Yeah, yeah, it's makes. like Jock Jams. <laughs> jock it says Jock Jams, tw- or uh, 1997. <laughs> and it's like for Peyton, but it has the number four on it. And, it right. says, and Peyton has a dollar sign next to it, because it's Peyton. But anyways... And he's going to listen to My Heart Will Go On on an unmarked disc that says Jock Jams 1997. I think that's a really good call, actually. <laughs> I'm totally in agreement. Ah, I think that's a good I think he's, he's, he's not public about it, but he likes it. Oh, for sure. How could you not like it? Have you heard that song? It's great. It's, it's awesome. undeniable. Cold chills every time. It's like an ASMR video when I'm listening to that song. I, uh, should we do... We've thought about... Should we, should we we've do? thought about turning this into an ASMR we have all sorts of really crunchy vegetables to eat. Trey's going to eat an entire head of lettuce. And that has been Standing Manning. Standing Manning. Standing Manning. Standing Manning. I'm going to drink a lot of beer tonight, Jim. Budweiser. All right, Grant. Successful Standing Manning. That's pretty good. Uh, Very focused. Before... I just realized we never teased our topic or guests. <laughs> we did not. Uh, we didn't. So before we have, uh, we're going to have Mr. Malcolm Marsh come on and talk about his experience moving to Knoxville after Hurricane Katrina. Yes. So I'm sure will be a very it'll fascinating be a, it'll conversation. Be a very interesting conversation. Or, I mean, it could be totally could be, lame. Who could knows? be really boring. We'll see if he comes through. We're going to see. We're hoping. Um, but before that... You know, people are like, what are you guys doing? You know, I want to address something. People are like, what are you, what's the point of this podcast? What are you trying to get out of? Well, I mean, just the view we have from up here is worth it to me, Trey. Well, yeah. I mean, I'd pay five grand. Have you seen this view we have of the BB&T building? It's Unbelievable. Amazing. You know, I don't think anyone else downtown can see it. No. But we can. Not from this angle, that's not for sure. Not from this angle, that's not with, right. Not with only uh, half an inch of glass. Half an inch of glass, Trey, that's right. Uh, more than that, I think you know. You know, they're like, "Who is this for? What are you doing?" We want this to be. We've said that. We've talked about this. We want this to be. We've talked about this. A family podcast. Yes. We want all. We want you to sit around with your mommy, your daddy, your pappy, your mammy. Maybe not your grandparents. No, your pappy, your mammy. Oh, those are grandparents. I thought it was papa and mamma. Well, pap. Okay, your pappy, your mammy, your papa, your mamma, your grandma, your grandpa, uh, granddad. What about your mama? Your baba, your boo boo. Okay. Your Lulu. And all your kids. All the kids in one room. We we really, uh, you know, the Peyton Manning stuff and the. Um, I thought we were going for maybe like a War of the Worlds type thing, where it's like a solid like two hour radio block, and like people are horrified. And they like actually think it's really happening. Yeah, but you know, that's a good point though. But you think we're the worlds? That was a family bonding experience. You think about absolutely. It. You think you go, about that. I mean, can you imagine going through that after you come out with your family? You were so close. You, were so close. you think that the world is ending? You've probably told and all they, your secrets. They sur- oh my god! So if there's one goal that we have, imagine on this all the podcast, marriages that got ended after that. We want. During the course of an episode, if you're listening with your family, we want you to tell, we want at least one like family secret to come out. 
At least one. That's our goal. That's our goal. That and we want to get Mayor Rajero on this podcast. Yes. That's our family secret. That's our family secret. We want Mayor Madeline Rajero to come on Knoxon on Knoxville's door and just have a chat. Are you talking about the same mayor? The same Mayor Madeline Rojero, who's a proponent for the arts, for public green spaces, and recently balanced the budget in such a way to give Urban Wilderness, a local non-governmental organization and non-profit, $10 million to rehabilitate Knoxville's Urban Wilderness. Is that what you're talking about, Trey? Is that who we're talking about? Uh, I guess so, Grant. I mean, I've, uh, I have met Mayor Rojero personally a couple times. She's very nice. I don't know anything about policy or what she does. I know if they open like a new something, she gets a giant. She takes out her scissors and cuts the ribbon. I think she has someone whose only job is to carry those around at any moment's notice. It's kind of like an executioner would always follow the king around with an axe, but it's just an intern in a plaid shirt with that in his back. Well, they also use it um, if someone is arrested for uh, there's certain crimes where like you can lose like. A finger, a pinky Both toe. Both feet. That's extreme. That's like double murder. That's like blaspheming our Lord and Savior Peyton Manning. Right, yeah. It, double murder or if you speak Peyton's name in vain. I can't even say this. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we've, uh, <laughs> we've established... I've established my main goals for this podcast. Family secrets. Getting the mayor on. Yes. What about you? Do you have any, is there anything else you want to say? Anything you haven't told me about that you want to get out of this podcast? I'm anything? just looking for a purpose. A, just in general? Yeah. Yeah. Just a direction. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Let's get serious for a minute. Let's get serious, Trey. Let's dive right into it. Is your life going the way you plan? <laughs> Absolutely not. If you ask Grant Howard, I think we talked about this before. If you ask Grant Howard, sophomore year of college, what are you going to be doing two years after graduate? And I probably would have been like, oh, you know, I'd probably be finishing up my master's in fine arts at a college somewhere in the south of the country, you know, maybe like Southern Miss, you know, or maybe like North Carolina, or maybe Midwest somewhere, getting like a really good master's of fine arts in poetry, my art of choice. And then probably from there, I'd about, right about now, I'd be applying to graduate schools further into a PhD program, probably trying to return back to the city of Knoxville to go to UTK for my PhD in creative writing. And instead, here I am, top of the sun sphere, deciding I'm never going back to school, most likely. Hey. Hey. You never know. Maybe, maybe the dean of admissions at Southern Miss hears this PCAST. And it's like, that is a sharp dude. That's a sharp dude. I'm going to get him in my school. Do you think I should just... How do I make a first impression? Do they hear By my By the voice? way, I want to say... What do I wear? I, I just want to thank you once again for dressing up. And we're having oh, a guest great. on again in the Sun Sphere. Last time, you wore a white t-shirt and gym shorts and flip-flops. Mm-hmm. And today, and I was like, bring it up a notch, man. So Next I time. wore closed-toed shoes, the same gym shorts. And just because it's hot outside, I wore a tank top. But I'm all in a nice monochrome burnt plum color. Can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. Have you watched the gym shorts? These? In the last week. What do you think? No. Yes, I have. 
Thank God. Thank God. I think I think I have. Mm. Let me do the smell test. I'll. I can. Here, I'm closer. <laughs> what do you think, Trey? I feel like I breathe into the mic a lot. I don't know. I have to sit back here because, like, I can only breathe out of one nostril, and because of that reason, it is just like projecting a stream of air towards it. Do you have allergies? So, uh, I think I have a deviated septum, and I think I've had one my whole life. Mm. Yeah. My brother has one. I'm pretty sure he's just riddled with medical problems. <laughs> he's got like multiple sclerosis. Have I told you about his new? He's got that trick <laughs> well, foot. No. Have I told you about the new Asperger's. one with the foot? Did huh? I tell you about the, his foot? What does he have? Plantar fasciitis? He thought he did. Did I tell you about this? No. So he he was like complaining. He's like, "Oh my foot! I think I got plantar fasciitis." And the last so time he like guys... he couldn't walk on it. So he goes to the doctor. And he doesn't tell any of us that he had like cut his foot on something. Oh, you did tell me this. And yes. it got infected. And the doctor was like, well, your foot is like totally infected. No wonder. <laughs> he thought he had plantar fasciitis. And I just want to point out, Trey, the last time you guys made fun of Garrett for an ailment, he got diagnosed with a crippling medical condition. He was Which always one? complaining about having a stomach. And didn't he like go to the doctor and he had to get his appendix removed? Yep. And then he also now has irritable bowel syndrome. Yes, yeah, my brother. If we... Did you say his name? I don't, huh? know. Oh, I don't know. My brother has IBS. Yeah. Um, I think that'll do. I think we're going to throw it. Uh, we're going to go to break and we'll come back and have Malcolm on uh, to talk about an outsider's view of Knoxville moving in and now as a long-term Knoxvillian, maybe. Um, but we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Thank you so much for listening to Knoxon on Knoxville's Door. If you guys have any ideas, questions, comments, or concern, or maybe even potential topics, please shoot us an email at tipofthesunsphere at gmail.com. That's T-I-P-O-F-T-H-E-S-U-N-S-P-H-E-R-E at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. I am at Grant D. Howard. And I'm at Trey Elm Townsend. Be sure to subscribe or follow us on your favorite podcast app to uh, get all the new updates for the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Trey. Thank you, Grant. No, seriously, thank you. No, Trey. Thank you. And thank everyone at home. And thanks to you, Grant, the most. No, Trey. No. Thank, Thank you. Bye. Just a heads up, the following interview contains explicit language. Grant is bleeped because of excessive use of the F word. Okay, welcome back. We're here recording live from the tip of the sun sphere. Grant is with me. Say hey, Grant. Hey. And we have a very special guest. Malcolm Marsh has joined us. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Now, I got to say, before we get into this, it's I know windy up here at the it's very windy up here, isn't it? Now, I have a good relationship with Malcolm. He's the only man. Do we though? I mean, you're the only man that I've. You're the only man that I've kissed. Fair. <laughs> Is that true? It's true. You're the only man that has called me a fat ass thought. I didn't use those words specifically, but you do have a fat ass. Yes. And he's the only man that's ever lived with me and my wife. So. <laughs> the reason you're here, Malcolm, has nothing to do with any of that. It's. <laughs> We're here. This is a Knoxville podcast. This is a Knoxville talk podcast. About, talking about Knoxville morals here. You moved to Knoxville as a teenager under extraordinary circumstances. Yes. Yes. 
and we wanted to get your um, perspective on Knoxville as someone who didn't grow up here entirely and has an outside view. You know, we've lived in Knoxville our whole life. Yeah, we have nothing else to compare it to. So just, uh, just, just tell us where you uh, lived originally, where you grew up, okay. and what your memories of what your life was like before you moved to Knoxville. <coughs> okay. Um, originally, I was from New Orleans. Uh, born there, as most people from New Orleans are. Um, hurricane happened. A lot of wind, a lot of rain. How old were you when the hurricane happened? Twelve. Um, The hurricane happened, and we wound up moving here because, fun fact, you guys may think it's boring, but before, it's a little backstory, before I even knew Knoxville was a real place, my family and I would come to Gatlinburg all the Mm -hmm. time to go up there and go, like, Uber Gatlinburg. Is it Uber or Uber? Uber, Uber Gatlinburg and stuff like that, and, like, we would stay at the Westgate Resorts. Oh, yeah. So we would come up yeah. here on vacation all the time. My stepdad anyway. worked there, and I got a uh, planter wart on my foot from the water park. Oh, oh there you go. That's Man. gross. That's disgusting. That's, that's, very, that's very East Tennessee. <laughs> that is. I Just got, getting some type of disease I got a water. skin disease from a, pu- from a private water park. That's very Sounds East Tennessee. Sounds accurate. Before you continue, Malcolm, I just want to listen. So you... Moved to Knox, evacuated New Orleans with your family because of Hurricane Katrina. Right. Um, I remember very well the lead up to the hurricane, Mm -hmm. watching the coverage every day. Yeah, it was crazy. I remember in our English class, we were, I think we were in eighth grade. Yeah. We were all in eighth grade. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we were all in eighth grade. And we had to write a paper with, like, it had to be themed about the hurricane or Hurricane Katrina or something. And it was, we were talking about it in school, we'd go home at night, you would watch the coverage, you know, you have like Brian Williams down there, like it was terrible. Shout out Brian Williams, I think you need to come back to NBC even though you fucking lied, <laughs> but I love him. <laughs> He's really shady now. He, he like, is, but I it. love him. I really loved him too. Lester Holt, you're fine, but you're not Brian I'm just Williams. saying, you can't look that bad compared to Mount Lauer though, I mean, let's be honest here. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> but what do you what do you remember about like do you remember like the like couple weeks leading up to the hurricane? Uh yeah. Um how big of so, a notice did y'all have? Usually in New Orleans we know like, you know, cuz it forms out in either the Gulf or somewhere in the Atlantic like a week, week and a half beforehand. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you always have time to prepare leading up to it. Um in this particular situation, a lot of shit was happening at this time. Um, my dad had just gotten out of the hospital because he had cancer. Um, my, this, I'm gonna tell the whole story. Tell the Let's whole start story. from tell the beginning. Tell Say it all. So my dad had just gotten out of the hospital. My grandmother and my aunt. I come from a very close family, so my whole family plays a part in the whole situation because it's like. With hurricanes in the past, you know, we would get the warning for them, but my grandfather was a stubborn old man and be like, fuck all of that. Y'all can leave. I'm going to stay. And, like, we would usually wind up staying because he wanted to. And my whole family would just, like, go over to my grandparents' house because they had a two-story house. Oh, yeah. And if anything did get wild, we can just go upstairs. But, um... 
So all of this other background stuff was going on. My my aunt, one of my aunts and my grandmother, they were in Connecticut doing something I forgot. My uncle, one of my uncles and his family was actually already up here in Gatlinburg. And then my intermediate family, like I said, my dad had just gotten out of the hospital and we were spending the night at one of his like really good friends house like which we would do every now and then because they had like a nice ass house or whatever and um so i just remember i woke up that morning the hurricane happened on like i believe it was august 30th so this probably would have been like the 28th or 29th and up until that point, I thought we were staying, you know, because that's what we usually did when a hurricane happened. Because I remember one time we left and everybody was like, it's going to be wild. It's yeah. going to be crazy. And then nothing happened. Oh, God, I hit the mic. It's all good. Just roll with it. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> um, but And then nothing happened. But we woke up that morning and um, my grandpa, being stubborn, had called my mom and he was like, hey, uh... I think we need to leave. Damn. And when he and is like, you're like we're getting out of here. I think we need to leave. Yeah. Then you're like, oh shit, we need to. Now it, it was it was it still during summer break or were you already in school already? Started? I'd already started school. Yeah. I'd been in school for two weeks at that point okay. in time. So it's the and same then for they us. Called yeah. Over. yeah. We had been in school for two weeks. Uh, I was going to Lake Area Middle School, which was just in his second year of being a school. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know. We get the call, we go to, we were in Slidell, which is like Maryville. Okay. To. That's Maryville for people Maribel. outside of East Tennessee. Maryville. It's like Maryville is to Knoxville. Slidell yeah. is to New Orleans. So we drive back into New Orleans first, go back to our house. My mom was like, hey, yo, just pack up a couple of fucking clothes, whatever. We'll probably be back in a couple of days. And I'm like, okay, fine. So we get some clothes. We all you had like what, like two trash bags, and then what you told me? No, I just had like a duffel bag. Like a duffel bag, yeah. Yeah. So we just um, we pack up some stuff or whatever, and then uh, we all of my family we go and we meet at my grandparents' house. So when we finally decide to leave, uh, we left literally the day before the hurricane actually hit the city. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was like 23 of us. It was yeah. like, at that point in time, it was about 18 of us. Um, like I'm talking about cousins, aunts, uncles, like I said, my grandparent, my grandpa was there because my grandmother was in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Um, we had two dogs with us. Like it was a whole. And you all went to Knoxville? We all came to Knoxville. Like because. How many cars did y'all take? I want to say it was at least three or four cars. Yeah. So you were loaded in. Yeah, it was a four. bunch of us. Shit. Um, like I said, we can't. We wound up coming here because my <laughs> uncle was already in Gatlinburg, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Just come up here." Yeah. You know, I me mean? just come up here, just stay with us for the time being. Yeah, once like, it's over. Because you were back. thinking what, like a week, and then go back down? Maybe three days. Yeah. Usually, so whenever yeah, you we go left, up there, it was like, two it's like a mini days. vacation. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, leaving the city, and I mean, I'm thankful that we did decide to leave i mean because 
yeah, I have kind of like a bad story of the situation, but it's like other people who are actually there, like one of my uh, cousin's husbands, Mm -hmm. he was actually in the Superdome. And like listen to him tell the stories about how terrible it was yeah. there is like just like real human like suffering. Yeah. Real, real, real bad. Like yeah. the roof with the holes in it, like the way oh, people God. were getting treated and yeah. like it's terrible. So I'm thankful that we did leave when we did, but still like a a drive from we've made the drive so many times now, like but a drive that usually takes nine hours wound up taking like twenty four. For sure, the traffic was so because traffic bad. was so bad. Like it was so bad, dude. Like it and it really didn't loosen up. Like majority of the first day, because like we wound up stopping in Meridian, Mississippi, because it took us like almost eight hours just to get out like, of New how, Orleans. Now, how far away is that? Meridian is usually <sighs> like maybe two hours or so. So it took like eight or nine hours to get there. To do there. a two-hour drive? Like, yeah, because Meridian is like yeah. halfway through Mississippi, mm-hmm. like um, part, partly. But um, we wound up stopping there because um, my family knew some like pastor guy, and he had a place that we wound up staying. And it was at this point in time that I started, when we first moved here, I got really bad like uh, migraines mm-hmm. and stuff. And so, like, it was just excruciating. Just imagine being around your family in a small, confined yeah. vehicle, having terrible migraines. Yeah, it sounds horrible. It's Especially like... at that age. Yeah. Too, for it sure. was the worst. So, anyway, we don't really know... Of course, we're listening to the radio and stuff like that, but we don't really know the true impact of what all is happening until we get here. And um, we're in... The Westgate's resorts, they were cool enough to, like, hook us up because they knew where we were coming from and stuff like that. So they gave us rooms and stuff like that. And I just remember, like, the adults around me were, like, freaking out. You know, I'm 12. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, and, it, and it's affecting me, but it's not affecting me how it is them. But I just remember, like, they had the news on one morning when we woke up and, like, just seeing, like, sites of places that you're familiar with just like completely submerged you know what i mean it was like damn you know what i mean like i know i know that place you know what i mean like it it didn't really set in like at that point in time but it was like you know i was literally witnessing like you're probably never gonna go back to new Orleans again Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like because like i said it was something that was such a frequent occurrence we would run from hurricanes you don't think that one is actually going to be the one mm-hmm. you know what i mean that yeah. alters the course of your life and um so we we were in gatlinburg for about a week or so and then um we went to fucking great american steakhouse and um uh, was it like the buffet the buffet it's oh, yeah. when it was still a buffet like oh, up really? there in uh, gatlinburg and um of course my family wound up talking to the waiters there they found out they were the same religion and shit like that and the rest is history like the, i mean i'm very thankful for it you know what i mean um we they met this pastor and the pastor wound up hooking my family up with a house and like i said it was 23 of us living in one house. And that was in North Knoxville? That was in East Knoxville. Okay. Um, over, 
you know, by Whittles and all that stuff. Okay, yeah. Up. How long? How long after you like got to Knoxville did you start going to Whittles? Was it kind Shit, of they made that happen real quick. Because like, well, I remember the news footage about, was going on in Malcolm. I remember it, it was up. like um, the news footage felt like it went on for that entire oh, for the sure. rest of the year. That well, year. It, well, yeah. But like, it was like uh, I know for a fact it was right after Labor Day. Okay. I can remember you showing up because, you know, we were seeing all this stuff on the news. Everyone was talking about it all the time. And, the and then we have this kid, yeah. you, coming in our in our class with us, mm-hmm. multiple classes. And it's like, it was wild. And I remember it wasn't even like your family on the news and stuff. Yeah. Because, uh, like, we got involved heavily with the church there and stuff. And, I mean, the best thing about Knoxville, and I... When I was younger, I used to shit on Knoxville so much because I was like, it's boring. As we all did, I it believe. It fucking sucks. But, like, looking back, I'm like, shout out to Knoxville because, like, everybody here was so goddamn kind. Mm-hmm. Like, every person who just got a whiff of, you know, the traumatic stuff that we were going through at that time, people were giving us toys, people were giving us clothes, people were giving us meals. I fucking hate pulled pork because, and I'm not, I'm so thankful, but literally for like a month and a half, every day, I never had pulled pork before until I moved here. And like the first few times I was like, oh shit, this is goddamn delicious. But then once you eat pulled pork for a month and a half, you never want, I have, I have probably not eaten pulled pork since then. For real though, it was like. Everybody who could do something did something. And in you know, it it's just a part of what Knoxville is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The the differences from going from a big city where it's like there's so many people and like mm-hmm. people in New Orleans do care, but it's like the outpouring of just love i felt when i came here it was indescribable like it really was just undescribable it was like everybody treated me you know so nicely mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it and it it was just it was a great situation to be in even in the middle of how terrible it was because you really got i got to meet people like you all you know what i mean and i got to build all of these relationships with people just based on the kindness that was afforded to me here. And it, and it was nice, you know, it was just really nice. What was, uh, what was your first memories of trade me? Do you, do you, do you remember? Um, okay. So let me tell you about the first day. <laughs> yeah, I'll be interested. Let in me too. tell you about the first day of school. Yeah. Cause I, I remember you coming into Miss Dover's class. I had on a fucking all orange, like FUBU, <laughs> but it was like it wasn't pants it was like yeah. shorts okay and like the it was the fabric was like was, like, was that that swishy stuff yeah not swishy but it was like it was like that fluffy like almost like a shag oh, carpet oh yeah yeah yeah, thing. yeah yeah and i was like i was wearing some tims <laughs> and like <laughs> i remember like i was so nervous that morning i don't know why but i drank so much blue Hawaiian punch. In oh, delicious! Before delicious. school, yeah, like before eight in the morning. School. Listen, Trey, you panic, eat loaves and loaves of bread. This man drinks blue Hawaiian. I punch was in a stressful out. situation. I needed as much sugar as possible. 
But um, no, I just remember being so nervous. And Mr. LaCava. Oh, yeah, our school yeah. psychologist. We were, his, uh, yeah. we were in his office and they were like, I wonder if he's still alive. Trying to zero percent chance. Zero chance. <laughs> that man is dead. Oh. He was old and he looked at me. We were there. R.I.P. Oh, Mr. Oh, <laughs> he was yeah. a wonderful Rip man. Mr. LaCava. He was you're a still man. alive. Hit us up. Yeah, come Seriously. on the podcast. <laughs> come, Mr. LaCava, come on the podcast. We'll have you in here at the tip of the sunscreen. It'll cost us another $5,000 to get another chair up here, but we can do it. Maybe we can do a four-way. Um, <laughs> but I remember we're sitting in Mr. LaCava's office, and, like, you know, I'm kind of, like, my st- I'm nervous, and my stomach feels bad, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, my, I hear, I overhear, like, my mom and my aunts talking to him, and they're like, "Well, what classes should he be in?" And they're like, "Put him in all the smartest classes." And I'm like, "Don't." But they did anyway. I do remember you were in like the he, honors math class. Yeah, he for was a in the, little the advanced while. math yes. class. Yes, and, was and it was one. the worst. But um, so all I remember is I walked out of Lacava's office. I was like, "I have to go to the bathroom," and I just threw up so much blue. Oh my god! Like I really? just threw up. How come I didn't blue. know that? I've never- in the bathroom for like a good 10 minutes (laughs) and then um they were like all right well we're gonna take you to class (laughs) you got bullshit i want to be here (laughs) you're like sick as the first day of school was just a wild experience because okay first let's talk about this because this is important too imagine going well y'all won't have this struggle (laughs) but imagine going from literally from kindergarten up until then, mm-hmm. I'd only gone to school with black people. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Like, yeah. All, whole class and black. We should say Malcolm is a... I'm black. Afro-American. <laughs> <laughs> I am African-American. Uh, but imagine... <laughs> In case the context clues didn't... <laughs> imagine going... Imagine being in school... With just nothing but black people for like mm-hmm. 12 years of your life. Can 13, I, 12, 13. Can I give well, me, not 12 years. I wasn't in school as a baby. Can, I, can I give him an idea of the school system that you were getting moved into? This is the kind of school system that during Black <laughs> History Month, the kids would get on there and they would say the Black History Month facts that they learned. And always, every year, you'd hear some white kid up there with a real country twang. And he'd be like, I learned that Negro was not a bad word every year. I remember, I remember that every year. And I would just cringe. Well, you... I mean, you came to Whittle Springs, which did have diversity. Yeah, it did have some diversity. I mean, you majority white as well. Yeah. For Knoxville, it's diverse. Let's For just say Knoxville, that. it's diverse. I was pro- I mean, it was probably at least like... It's probably 30%, I would say, at least. Minorities, yeah. 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 I mean, you could have gone to like... Gibbs? Yeah. Halls? I got blessed. Yeah. <laughs> I really got blessed. But, um, so yeah, so first of all, there's that. So you come, you're dropped in a black kid. And I mean, even from the time I was young, it was like... I never truly subscribed to air quotes black things, you know what I mean? I listened to NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and shit, (laughs) but I don't feel like it was appreciated. (laughs) So, you know, you you come from that setting to where it's like you're just used to this one type of culture. And then there's like white people Mm -hmm. and you're like, this shit is goddamn different. (laughs) Like, it's, it's a completely, it felt... My whole life, like, growing up, I loved, like, Disney Channel movies mm-hmm. and shit like that. So, for me, I finally felt like, oh, I'm in a Disney Channel. <laughs> <laughs> that the was the right, only way that I could have... You're could, thinking, like, white the kids. kids. Are all, <laughs> right. They're like, riding a skateboard down the hallway. Right, exactly, exactly. Backpack on one shoulder. Can we say people's names? Uh, only thought, John's. 
You can say first names. For I sure. thought Austin okay. looked exactly like um, Sean from Boy Meets World. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> so like, it he, was it was. Quick question: Do you think do you think you were like the only like black kid that watched that stuff? Or do you think there were other people who were secretly and they just didn't talk about it? I've grown. I at that time I thought I did. I thought I was the only one, but now as an adult, like there's no way. Right? There's no yeah. way. Everybody was just trying to be hard. They were just trying, like, yeah. just trying to hold on yeah. so hard to that black card. But like, um, no, they loved that shit. They loved it. But anyway, so it's a, it's a major major culture change because uh-huh. it's like I went from having no interaction with white people at all. And you and you growing up in that environment, you hear this shit about how white people are and what white people do and mm. shit like that. And it's like, what was what was most surprising to you? Honestly, I don't really know. I, I, honestly, the most surprising part is the fact that so many people were nice mm-hmm. because it's like I had built. Because I mean. I had built up in my mind that, oh, we didn't see white people that much mm-hmm. in New Orleans because they thought they were better than yes. us. Or they just didn't live in the part of town that I lived in. Or they li- only lived on, like, the West Bank and shit like that. Or, like, actually downtown in the city. Excuse me. So it was like coming here and just completely having those expectations of what you thought white people were going to be subverted. It was like, okay... Um, but also at the same time, white people is wild. <laughs> white people we we is joke wild. about this, but, uh, hashtag white boy shit. Yeah. Hashtag fucking white boy shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I remember the first, okay, here we can jump into this. The first time I met you, I don't know if you want to say this. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I just want to, I just want to say that no, I have no, changed no. a it's, lot in my life. I used to be a rampant it's not, asshole. It's not bad, but it's just funny. Okay. Well, if it's funny, say it. <laughs> the, the first time I met you, you told me you were gay. Okay. And, like, this is one of my first interactions. I was young. Oh, God, I think I remember this. With some, like, white people are so dramatic, bro. Like, so dramatic. Okay. You're like, you're like, yeah, I'm gay. I was like, and you're like, are you offended? <laughs> like, no. Like, it sounds like me. Did he say he was gay or bi? That, they, I, I probably would have said that I was bi. Yeah, would have said I don't bi. know. It was a confusing was year in my life. Two. I was just like, okay. But like, you were very <laughs> passionate about it, which is fine. But like, I was like, all right, bro. Like, I didn't. It's like, I didn't That's even. How I, let ask, off. I didn't even ask you. I didn't even. Also sound like, angry. I just walked up to you. I was like, hey, man. And you're like, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most like white boy thing ever. That's like the most Grant thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Jerry and I were joking about this. I am not very good at first impressions. Talk to no, the mic, bro. I'm, I was not. I'm not very good at first impressions. It, I was leaning too strong. close to Malcolm there. It's a little strong. Well, yeah. I'll say, but with I don't even remember talking to you, Malcolm, because our personalities, especially when we were completely young, completely different. And we're both not. We weren't very. Like, we we're pretty shy. Oh yeah. Around people we don't know. Like I never would have approached you and been like, "Hey, my name is Trey." You never would approach and be like, "Hey, I'm gay." Hey, <laughs> hey, I'm gay. Hey, I don't know if I like boys or girls or both. <laughs> but no, I feel like I remember Trey definitely, but we didn't really talk that much at Whittles. Uh, for the most part. Can I just say I found out I'm straight. I have a lovely wife. Shout out. 
No, you're still gay, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you're still gay. Didn't they prove that we're, like no one's 100%? No, that's what I think. I don't think anyone's 100 What's that test called? The Kells kit? Something with a I think it's called the rainbow scale. Because there was, there was some tweet where some... Or, or no, it was a comment on the article and some white guy covered. He was like, uh, he's like, I never even talk to men unless it's a business transaction. <laughs> <laughs> so how can I be? Listen, this is how I know that there's a spectrum. Because when I see those beautiful boys in the Korean band of BTS, I hope they're they're 18, right? Confirmed. Even if they're, no they are beautiful. <laughs> they are beautiful. But back to Knoxville. Back to, back Knoxville. to Knoxville. Out of Korea, back to Knoxville. But yeah, uh, so coming here, culture shock was a real thing. Um, you know. Um, one of the first kids that I started hanging out with here, <laughs> his name was Devin. <laughs> and, oh, uh, really? Yeah. Like, you guys lived he, in the same neighborhood, right? Yeah, he yeah. lived literally like five houses down from me. and like Shout out he, to North Hills. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> Trace. <laughs> I, I, we won't go there. <laughs> but, um, like, I can't say honestly that I experienced any type of not that I was actively aware of. Yeah. I never experienced at that point in my life, you know, anybody being racist towards me or anything like that. Like, not overt. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It was never at that point in time. It was like, if it was subtle, it completely went over my head. I remember Miss um, White, mm-hmm. um, our uh, math teacher, one time I was talking to her and she just looked at me and she was like, I don't understand a thing that you're saying. Oh, God. I was like... <laughs> oh, my God. Because, I mean, my accent must have been heavy at that time, but I was like, yeah. you can use context clues. Yeah. Like, put two and two together. That's By the way, I, I watched a documentary about um, Katrina. They followed this, like, woman. Her New Orleans accent could be, like, the coolest element. No, it's thing. amazing. It really is. <laughs> it's awesome. And I'm so, like, upset that I kind of lost it. You know what I mean? And, I mean, it comes back like if if my cousins are in town and like it's just my family and I hanging out like it'll come back also if you get real drunk that's what I hear no it does for sure I don't know I can't hear myself when I'm drunk <laughs> I'm just focused on trying to stand up <laughs> not die and not die not that we drink no, no I don't drink I don't know why we have this you liquor space in the tip of the sun sphere you can't drink in the sun sphere really what? new law even in oh. pre- Oh, Primo's going to have oh, a hard Primo's time. Oh, Primo's going to be pissed. Yeah. They're going to jack our run up. They might actually have to move to Prime Rib Square. They're going to have to move to Prime Rib Square. <laughs> have to go down to World's Fair Park and drink in the middle of the park. They're going to have to drink in the faux Sydney Opera House that's next to the river. You guys know what? what I'm talking about? That's what it's supposed to be modeled after. That like. So, Malcolm, did you... Has your opinion of Knoxville, like, has it... Does it, like, change at times, or has it... Over the years? It only changed as I grew up. Like I said, when I first moved here, I desperately wanted to leave. Like, I, I felt out of place. I felt like, you know, and a lot of that had to do with the fact that you both know that I grew up extremely religious, but that had a lot to do with it, too. Like, I didn't like the church situation here. There was some racist shit that happened in that setting, and... I just didn't like it. You know what I mean? I didn't like being here. And, um, but the older I got, the more I was like, I could not imagine being anywhere else. You know what I mean? Do you plan on staying to Knoxville? For the most part, unless something, you know, 
career rise or something else comes up mm-hmm. and it's like but I mean honestly I always tell anybody now like Knoxville is the best place for when you are ready to settle down people are always like pe- the people who live in Knoxville and are like oh it's so boring there's nothing to do they don't actively try to find the yeah, things to do right. in Knoxville like there's there's so much to do mm-hmm. like there really is you just really have to want to do it like you have to want to do it you have to want to find the stuff like just in the since i've been living with you like one weekend was the rossini festival yeah then the next weekend was the dogwoods Dog art festival, festival. like right. there's there's stuff constantly going on you just yeah. have to go out there and do it and i mean we live in the perfect place where it's like if you want to for white people who like doing that shit if you want to go hike a mountain go do that you know what I mean? Like, there's a mountain around every corner. That's or, right. like, if you want to go see a show, Nashville's only, like, two and a half hours away. You can go do that. And, I mean, even Knoxville is getting better shows. You know what I mean? The way I like to say it is, is that where Tennessee's Asheville. I mean... We really want to be. We really want to be Asheville. Where do you see Knoxville, like, in the future? Do you think it has any room to grow? Or do you think... I think Knoxville continues to grow. Like, at... First of all, worst thing about Knoxville is how, first of all, slow they do construction. Yeah. Okay. They're always building shit. Mm-hmm. Always building shit, but it takes them multiple years. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to continue to grow. It's going to continue to expand. Um, I, I mean, not only in that way, but also, like, as, I don't know what's the word. I don't want to say spiritually, because it sounds really corny. But, like. But the identity of Knoxville or yeah. something? Like, you know, I think re- I mean, in the last, like, decade, Knoxville, I think, has really tried to rebrand itself mm-hmm. and become more like an Asheville and more involved and, in And like arts. I said earlier, I think that has a lot to do with the fact that we are starting to get, like, better attractions mm-hmm. as far as, like, music and the, the concerts that we now have here with the mill in mind being here. And then, you know the restaurants and the the you know arts and stuff like that 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 we're bringing here um i think it can only get better you know what i mean it's it's not going to go backwards um one thing that i wish they would bring back in knoxville is uh the sundown Sun in the city sundown in the city on primary square primary square that's right. i am so mad that Literally high school kids are because at that time the last sundown was when we were like just graduated. Yeah, I think. I think that's right. And we we ruined that. You know what I mean? Like our generation ruined that because dumbasses kept wanting to go down there and fight each other. Yeah, like I, re- I remember they were they have like uh, fight each other in a yeah. giant open square full of people. What a terrible business idea. owners were complaining because people would just like like defecate like on what? the front of their stores. What so the ridiculous, fuck? man. Like really, <laughs> sundown in the city was wonderful when it was happening. I I enjoyed going down there all the time, but like we lost that. You yeah. know what I mean? And that was that was one of the greatest you know things that was happening in the market square during the sundown in the city. You know, here's one thing that I want to see happen downtown. All right, Trey and I we've been to a couple places that have this policy, open open container policy on Primer Square, Gay Street, and Old City. What do you guys think about that? I think that would be incredible. Yeah. Like making a law that you can? So you can get like, so let's say we go to like Stock and Barrel on okay. Prime Rib Square, right? 
We get like an awesome cocktail there, drink a flight of bourbon. We can take a drink to go. Right. And you can drink openly as long as you're within the defined parameters. I think that would there. be fine. That'd be because, awesome. Because I mean the way that everything kind of flows in that area anyway. Yeah. It's I like mean, such if heavy you're foot out, traffic. Right. Especially in the square itself. Yeah. Like even if they confine it to just but I mean that I think that would be the starting point with the primary though, square. Like, Where's the cutoff, you know what I mean, would be the thing. Because people, as if you do just walk out of the square, are you, like, automatically, like, so you're under arrest. A, a lot of the ways they did it is that um, sometimes they would, it's a ticket. Right? right. So, you know, if you're caught seeing that, you know, they're going to fine you. Right. And, like, there's always a police officer on Gay Street. You know, he could just see somebody walking with a container and he's going to walk out. I think right it should be confined to between Hall of Fame, between Hall of Fame, Hanley Street, the river, and... Shit, what's the street that's following the back? Like, Magnolia. That area you can have... Oh, you mean Magnolia over there? Like, East uh, Magnolia. Yeah, yeah, close to like North Central. Close to that. where uh, Greyhound is. Yeah, like the first 100 right, block right, of Gay right. Street. So that, you, yeah. that way that... It has like the old city. Yep. That, that has the old city. And it gets room it for has like... UT. It's going to also increase the property values over there in a place right. that's already prospering. Right, yeah. Because right. I mean, that I mean, just think about, you know, for people who come to the city... They go to a fucking football game or something like that, and then they can just continue being but drunk. They're gonna drink anyway. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna drink anyway. There, there would definitely be pushback if they tried to do it. But, you think so? Uh, oh yeah. It's just like we literally no. Shout out to Tennessee. We're doing our best. Tennessee. They're selling wine and as a whole. Finally, finally getting wine. Doing their stores. best. Bill is Haslam. Are we really doing our Bill best? Bill Haslam giving true? everybody some free school. Okay, well, that was good. Like, but we also had Amendment 1 just passed. It's going to make, you know, reproductive rights of women significantly harder in the coming year. I say we're doing our best. I didn't say, <laughs> we, I didn't say we were doing the best. We're giving the good old try. Um, But no, yeah, that's something that I think would benefit. Because I love being in Market Square. I was there the other night. You mean, you I was mean, drunk as shit. You mean Prime, prime Rib Square? Oh, yeah, it's Prime Rib Square. Sorry. But I love being down there. Like, there's always... I've never had a dull time at a bar in that area in Knoxville. Like, I always wind up meeting someone and talking to them and having a wonderful conversation. You're approachable. You are approachable. If somebody I'm saw great. Trey at the corner of a bar, they're like, I'm avoiding that guy. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I don't think that's They're going to be like, that man's dad was a firefighter. <laughs> <laughs> I got to avoid him at all costs. He's a hard A. That guy spends a lot of time at the Suns Fair. That's right. Well, Malcolm, we thank you so much for coming on um that was a nice ending point trade i like how we whisper at the end i just yelled i just yelled well we and then the last five minutes we do asmr just for the (laughs) 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 but for real thank you so much that was i feel like that was we learned we That's got a great. lot of insight. It was very um, yeah. And hopefully the Knoxville Tourism Board has the opening, a job opening, because... Malcolm Marsh I would is be the spokesperson of Knoxville. <laughs> I mean, really, yeah. I'll take be. everybody to an Ice Bears game. Yeah. Dude, Ice Bears, Ice Bears, games, Ice Bears, are Bears so games are so fun. If you are listening to this, you live in Knoxville, and you have not go been to, to an Ice Bears, go to an Ice Bears game and sit rinkside. It is amazing. It's- great like so great just getting drunk that's in right a hard you can you seat. can get you can get liquor there you can sit right next to the ice and you're gonna see grown men beat the shit out of each other with While blades attached to their feet hockey. it's awesome do that hockey it's great i think grant actually somehow convinced me not to want to go to ice bear it's again. great <laughs> go there it's primal people will get brain damage 
That's not a good way to sell. <laughs> that's not a good way to sell. <laughs> I don't think that. Yeah, I don't think that's a good selling. No, really though, the ice bears is great. Go see yeah, that's great. So much to do. Look it up. Go find it. Yeah. Stop sitting at home, being like, oh, nothing doing Knoxville. Oh, I'm so bored. Knoxville's so boring. Go outside. You heard it here, folks. Hot take. Go the fuck outside. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's been knocking on Knoxville's door. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. See you then.